This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 811 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Driving Radio Show, where Dr. Wendy Ying and Glenn the Geek delve into the seemingly dark and dangerous world of dark bumps on your horse. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from Fleeceworks. Did you know it's not just your saddle that can cause pressure points on your horse's back? A poorly fitted saddle pad can do your horse harm, too. That's why Fleeceworks developed its exclusive FXK technology. Unlike old-fashioned pad with a hole in the withers, which may or may not lie where your horse's withers are and features thick double layers right where it shouldn't, FXK is designed expressly to provide your horse protection through his entire top line. And all of Fleeceworks pads are made from pure merino sheepskin and merino sheep's wool to provide a low bulk pad that offers the best thermal balancing properties available. No matter what discipline you ride, Fleeceworks has a saddle pad for your horse. So ask for Fleeceworks by name at your local tax supplier, or you can find them online at fleeceworks.com. Okay, so Glenn, today we're talking about black skin bumps. Because, you know, there, horses get all kinds of lumps and bumps. And there were too many to talk about in one episode. So I broke it up into black ones and red ones. This is like a very common call that I get because, um, you know, you'll see this bump and everybody always assumes everything's like cancer. And I'm not saying it's not cancer. There's a lot of different cancers, but there's a lot of different things to, to do to treat it. So when you see a lump, you need to figure out what it is and then you need to treat it. And... So we're gonna, I'm going to tell you about easy ways to, to kind of self-diagnose these bumps and when to call the vet, okay? Very good. So the first one is a very common one. It's a sarcoid. Have you heard of sarcoids? I've heard of them. Don't know exactly what they are. Right. So the sarcoid is um, it's like a, it's usually a very superficial uh, black skin nodule that can look, it has different shapes, right? So there's um, an occult type of sarcoid, and that is just like kind of a flat patch that doesn't have any hair. So you might not even know that's a tumor. You just might think, why doesn't my horse's hair grow back in this area? Because that's just a flattened sarcoid. Then that can turn into something warty. It could be flaky. So the next type is a warty sarcoid. Those sometimes look like melanomas. Uh, I'm going to get into melanomas later on, but if you have a non-gray horse that has a black warty growth, it's more probably a sarcoid than a melanoma. Um, Then you have other sarcoids that can, like, be really huge and nodular and break open because if they grow really fast, they outgrow their blood supply and the skin kind of tears over it so it can be bloody and yucky. And they can look kind of like proud flesh. And the way that you know that's not a melanoma and it's a sarcoid too is that that would be like red and bloody. And then sometimes you have these nodules. This happens on dogs too, although it's not a sarcoid. 
but you'll get like the hair looks totally normal. The hair and skin looks totally normal, but they have this weird lump underneath there. Um, I'm sure you've seen that before. Uh, so with sarcoids, those are the different kinds of presentations they can have. And you really, with all lumps and bumps, you want to jump on them before it gets too bad, right? Because if it is a tumor, you want to take that off as soon as possible so you have as much skin to close. Um, with sarcoids, there's a lot of like horsemen's uh, ways of treating it and what to do. Most times, you know, they're not very aggressive, so there's not a ton of, you know, people don't jump on treatment right away. But with sarcoids, I really like to treat them immediately when I see them, even if they're little tiny things, because um, you can treat them with topical treatments and acupuncture, and they're, they're gone before you even notice. Whereas if you just let it get so huge that it needs surgical debridement, then that's a big issue, and that's a lot harder to deal with. Um, the treatment for that, there's multiple treatments, but um, I use, of course, a herbal formula and acupuncture. But uh, there's also a very common formula called Xterra Mud, and it's a kind of uh, root. It's a, it's a, it is another herbal formula, and, and it, you put it on every day, and it's kind of caustic, and then it makes the tumor grow a little bit big, and then it'll fall off. Um, of course, if you think you have a sarcoid, you should call the vet and get it really diagnosed. Don't just take my advice on the driving radio show, right? The next type of black bump you might see are warts. Have you ever seen a yearling, like a field full of yearlings, and they all have warts on their nose? Yes, I have. Yes. It's really common at thoroughbred farms or, yep. or places where they have a lot of breeding. And this is because um, that's caused by a papillomavirus. And the virus is pretty stable in the environment, so it, once they get warts, it gets all over the fence posts and the water troughs and the buckets and everything, so it spreads to everybody, and babies are always putting their nose on everything. Um, and then you can see it year after year because it can survive in the environment. Um, this is what kind of a self-limiting disease. It usually goes away in three to four months, but you, you really don't want to spread that around. Like, you don't want to be a fomite, so don't touch that and then go touch other babies. It's really not good to take them to shows when they're shedding warts because it's spread by contact. So to make it go away faster, you could try an herbal formula like stasis breaker, which is what I use on that, that uh, you can give it orally and you can use it topically. And you know what I forgot to tell you about the sarcoids? That is also from a papillomavirus and that's from a cattle papillomavirus. So you see it a lot. Um, like when in the summertime when you have flies that bite the cows and then land on your horse and bite your horse. And that's how they get those tumors. I know uh, we had babies. We've had babies that have had, it, had them before. Yeah, and uh, it makes sense that this virus is going to cause a tumor, right? Because the virus kind of integrates into the cell and takes over the cell. And then the cell loses its growth control. Wait. And something very interesting about um, warts this papillomavirus, I get this a lot. People tell me, oh, my God, there's something wrong with my horse's ears. I think they have ticks or I think they have this. Have you ever seen um, the inside of horse's ears where they get white plaques? They're yes. just flat and white. Yep. And uh, that is also from this same papillomavirus. So it could mean that they had it as a baby or it just could be um, they had picked it up from another baby. But that is one presentation of that same papillomavirus wart thing. 
And with the oral plaques, I don't do anything. That's just a cosmetic thing. If it does get bad, you can try a topical formula. You know, that usually stay, stays very flat. It just, they lose their, um, sometimes they can lose their hair around there, and they, they lose the pigment, but it usually goes away. And then the next kind of black bump is everybody's favorite. It's the melanoma. So um, one of the things I stress to my clients with melanoma um, because, you know, we all know about melanoma in people. It's a really serious, aggressive disease, right? You've heard of people, they get melanoma, and they're dead in four months. Um, in horses, it does not progress that quickly. And for many years, we used to think, oh, well, it's a gray horse with melanoma. You know, we, we don't treat that. That's just an incidental finding. Um, but they do continually grow, and they can uh, metastasize. They can grow in the guttural pouch. And just because of their bulk, they can uh, affect structures in the guttural pouch. They can affect the breathing. They can, um, you see them a lot on gray horses under their tail and on their anus or vulva. So that can be, um, you know, just the size of them can make it hard for them to poop. And also with mares, they can become really dirty in their uterus because they don't have a good closing. So they... You know, it's, it, you'd have less fertility in a broodmare. So the theory is now that you should really jump on melanomas aggressively, uh, either that be by surgery or by acupuncture and herbal treatments. But it's kind of like what we do with sarcoids now is uh, treat them now when you have a little tumor and it's easy to close. Some people used to think that if you took off melanomas um, you would increase their growth rate. And, you know, that has not been proven or disproven. But my opinion is I would just be aggressive and take the melanoma off as soon as possible. And I'd also consider, you know, if I was looking at a gray horse to buy, when I do a vet check for gray horses, I always point that out. And I used to say, oh, yeah, well, it's incidental finding. But now I make it clear to the people that, yes, this is a form of cancer and it's going to get worse if not treated. So that's kind of a different thing. Um, and it is hard once they get really big, especially like on the tail. You know, the tail skin is very tight, so you don't have skin to close that. Um, so if you're taking off a big tumor somewhere, it's hard to get the edges, all the borders. So after that, after the surgical removal, it's very good to follow up with either a topical herbal or they do cisplatin bead implantation, which is very, very successful. So you've seen a lot of melanomas, haven't you, Glenn? Yes, and, and poor, uh, poor white horses are just, I mean, they get the worst end of everything. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> and you know what's interesting about melanomas is um, most commonly we see them in the tail and the anus. But uh, you can get melanomas in any place that you have pigment. So one of the places that you have pigment is the iris of your eyes. Yeah, and the nose. And the nose, yeah. So those are really, you know, those are really serious issues. And like I said, in the guttural pouch, that can be, and you might not even know they have that in there. You know, so I'm not saying don't ever buy a gray horse. That's just something you have to deal with because I love gray horses. You know, I remember I'm dreaming about getting a lipizzan. That's right. <laughs> You're <laughs> still you know, dreaming. You to, yeah, still dreaming about that. But you have to realize that that is a, in, something that can happen to them. 
And um, I have one last little bonus bump that's a fun thing to a talk. Bonus bump? <laughs> yeah, bonus bump? You know what the warble fly is? Yes. Have you ever seen one of those? Yes. Okay, that's one of my favorite. I, I actually really love parasites. You're a sick woman. But the warble is one of my favorites because it's a, actually a cattle grub. And sometimes it can bite a horse. Well, it, it doesn't bite the horse. It lays eggs on the horse's legs. And they eat it, right? And then the little babies migrate around in there. And they end up underneath the skin. That's why it's called hypoderma. It's an under-the-skin bug. And the cool thing about it is it lives under there. And it, like, makes a little air hole. And every once in a while, it pops wait, out. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's... um. Let's apologize to everybody that's now thinking about eating any food for the next two hours. Okay, go ahead. I know. We should have done a... Um, a disclaimer. A disclaimer. <laughs> but, I mean, These are some... gross. You're a sick woman. I know. I know, but it's really cool. You have to know about that because... They it's... pop out and say hi to you and you want to just die. That's what it is right I there. Know, like, oh my God, something popped out of that bump. <laughs> but now the important thing is you don't want to squish it. Right, because your first reaction is, "Oh, I'm going to squish that," but you don't want to kill it. You need to get it out um, because if you squish it in there, they can have like anaphylaxis re- reaction. They can get like a huge, big infection. So yeah, you want to. Uh, uh, yeah, no vets. Vets just love those pulling those out, uh, yeah. especially when they're not expecting it and they think it's something else. <laughs> I know it's so exciting for a vet. That's like one of our favorite things to do. <laughs> Y'all are sick. It's better than an abscess. It's better than an abscess because it's actually a worm in there. Ugh. That's gross. All right, next subject. All right, all right. So that's it for bumps. Those are like the most common ones you'll see. The hyperderma, you're not going to see that often. Sometimes we have the onchocercas, but they're not as exciting, uh, which is also some kind of a fly that has a larvae that shows up as a bump. But the basic take-home message is if you have a bump, you need to not be afraid of it. You need to assess the situation and um it's always good if you know your vet's coming for routine things say hey look these are some of the bumps i found on my horses and can you just take a look and that's a wrap watch this space for the alter ego of dark bumps red bumps from dr ying coming soon for more tips on everything from barn care to websites for horse people you can go to horsetipdaily.com and look for the topics drop down menu on the left If you just can't get enough of Dr. Ying and Glenn the Geek, you can listen to them every week at drivingradioshow.com. You can also find more information on horse health at Dr. Ying's website, fiveelementsforanimals.com. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of Fleeceworks. No matter what discipline you enjoy, Fleeceworks has the saddle pad for you. And you can find them online at fleeceworks.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.